Welcome to These Fertile Grounds, a podcast dedicated to planting the seeds that inspire women to pursue authentic, purposeful, and fulfilling careers. I am your host and career coach, Zainab Kahira. Today's guest is Regina L. Ross. Regina is a transformational strategist, coach, and pastor with over 30 years of diverse business experience. She currently serves as the chief people officer of an edtech nonprofit. She is also the founder of Walk on Purpose, which provides coaching and consulting that enables her clients to maximize their impact and enhance their quality of life. As a seasoned business, ministry, and HR leader, Regina has helped hundreds of leaders navigate personal, career, and organizational transformation. Everyone, please join me in welcoming Regina L. Ross. Hi, Regina. Hi, Zainab. Miss Ross, Mrs. Ross. <laughs> so nice to see you again. It's been too long. It's been no, too long. It has. Um, so um, you all have heard Regina's introduction, but I wanted to share a little bit how I know her. So I, I, I want to go ahead and say you were the first woman mentor I had ever. Oh, oh. Uh, so I met Regina a little under 15 years ago. I was working for Target and uh, she was training to be a store manager and she trained at my store. And um, I don't know what impact I had because all I know is my current store manager, he was he didn't play around. So I was just in the motion working for <laughs> something in me that she really liked. And so what ended up happening yep. was when she got her store, she asked them to bring me over as her human resource manager, which was um, life changing, life changing. I'm going to have to talk about you for about five minutes. Hold on a second. <laughs> and one of the things that I appreciated about working with you was that I never felt like um I never, I felt like I could be myself and I felt safe. That's it. I always felt Mm -hmm. safe. Mm -hmm. And I always felt like you were appreciative of your job. You took your job seriously, but your job wasn't who you were. Like I could see that you are a human being. And Mm -hmm. so, um, that to me was, that to me was such, it allowed me to feel, um, safe enough to decide that I didn't want to work for Target anymore. Mm And I remember when I told you I was going to grad school, we cried together yeah. in your office because you were so happy for me. Yes, yes. And that's a leader, okay? Mm-hmm. That is, that's not a manager. <laughs> that is a leader. Someone who isn't afraid to let go because they know wherever that person is going is going to be that's is going to improve their lives. It's going to be better that's for right. their lives. And that's and that's how I uh, always try to lead. Um, from that point on, because, wow. you know, it's an abundance mindset knowing that it is, however, this person was brought to me when I let them go, someone else will be brought to me again. That's right. That's right. Right. Oh. And a lot of times in these, in, and in, in these, you know, corporate environments and management environments, they hold on to people out of fear mm-hmm. of, you know, losing good talent. But what you don't mm-hmm. know is you're manifesting the thing you're avoiding because now That's you're right. making that person feel stagnant mm-hmm. and they can't go anywhere. So I, I told you it was going to be five minutes. I'm two, two and a half minutes <laughs> in. So needless to say, <laughs> we, we, we kept, we, we kept kind of like 
in, in communication, not too much. But then when I moved to uh, Montreal after I got married, um, I, a few, I want to say about four or five years after, um, I reconnected with Regina, but now this time she became my coach. Mm-hmm. And she was really one of the main reasons uh, why my business took off, like really took off, because I, I was so afraid. Mm-hmm. I was so afraid. And so for a year, she worked with me. And so this is this is significantly because of you. So add that to your resume, honey, okay? <laughs> you, but you, you did the work. You did the work, Zaynab. Thank you, thank you, thank you. So um, I definitely want to use this time to give people the opportunity to just learn about you. And because you have a really remarkable story, I was just thinking, I realized I knew so much more about you without even looking at your bio, but I'd like to hear just kind of your beginnings um, and, you know, what your career story was. And I'll be quiet now. So so my (laughs) career story is, is, um, it has a lot of twists and turns. I started actually as uh, in industrial systems engineering. So I'm, I'm an engineer um, and it eventually led uh, me to uh, my current role. I'm a chief people officer right now for Khan Academy, which is a nonprofit ed tech organization that has a mission of providing a free world-class education for anyone, anywhere. And so let me just tell you how Zainab, it all came to, to um, be. I was super fortunate that my very first engineering job was at Michelin Tire Corporation. I had great managers and great mentors, and it helped to um, set the foundation. And there's a few key lessons that I learned there uh, that helped me throughout my career. So one key lesson was that in order to effectively support the business, you must first spend time really learning the business. And so that's why I've spent time deeply in the business, even in support roles. The second lesson was that I am responsible for managing my own career. So at Michelin, we had stagiaires or career managers that were assigned to you. But I was told by some great mentors and a manager like Regina, you own your career and you are responsible for defining your terms of career success. I actually had a mentor who told me that he checked all the boxes. He jumped through all the hoops. He dotted all the I's, crossed all the T's. And although he was successful in his career, he was a VP level, he said that he felt like a failure in his personal life. And so mm. here I am, a young engineer, you know, 23 years old. He's like, Regina, don't, don't make my mistake. Okay. So that was the second important lesson. Uh, there was another important lesson um, that I learned from my mentor and um, my managers. One was to establish your personal mission statement that guides your life and your career journey. So just like businesses do their own mission statement. And so I decided early in my career as a 27-year-old engineer at Michelin that I work to live. I don't live to work. And that if I ever had to make a choice between my career and my family, I will always choose family. So I Mm. turned down some promotions uh, that were going to cause me to travel and be away from my brand newborn, you know, 75% of the time. So I made those choices. And the last thing that I learned uh, at Michelin, I learned a lot. But one of the other key learnings from my manager is that, Regina, don't expect to get all of your fulfillment out of your job. So if you're yes. not getting what you want out of your job, find an outlet, find a way to make sure that your gifts and your talents are have a place to flourish. And so mm-hmm. that foundation influenced my, my trajectory across multiple career fields. So engineering, logistics, operations, um, l- several lateral moves, and also many promotions. I wasn't just chasing the promotion. And so I knew 
Zainab when I was in college, I knew I wanted to help people. And I was like in my junior year of engineering and I was wanted to change my major. My mom's like, you better not, you know, you're going to, you're going to stick with engineering. But I knew that I always wanted to help people. I've always had a passion for developing myself and developing others. So this is when I was working as a senior operations leader at Target in the distribution. Um, and I was asked to actually step into a full-time HR role to help spread my, what they call culture focused leadership across the entire org. And so mm -hmm. I crossed over to the dark side of HR and I loved it. Um, and so, and this is where like, I really um, experienced a lot of, of growth and fulfillment, being able to really um, tap into um, developing people, you know, more full time. Mm -hmm. the, the other thing that's important. So like when you met me at Target, um, I left Target distribution and went to Target stores. I didn't go over as an HR leader because I right. wanted to learn the business. That's why I went over as a, a general manager. And so it was during this time at Target, I was running real hard, living way out of balance. I, you know, I'm yeah. passionate about development. And so I had a life-changing encounter with a professional coach for the first time. Um, and that, that helped me to see where I was, that I didn't like the direction I was going in. And I, I made some changes because of the impact that that coach had on me. And because of that impact, I actually pursued and obtained my own training and certification as a personal uh, professional coach. And that's where I launched my business, Walk on Purpose, uh, to help people discover and authentically express their God-given potential in a way that creates purpose, value, and fulfillment. And so that's how you know we got reengaged when you reached out mm -hmm. to me for, for coaching. And so I love what I do as a people and culture leader. I love what I do as a coach. I love what I do as a ministry leader because I know that I can't get my fulfillment out of just one thing. And I know that there's other people that I'm called to impact that may not be on my job, that may not be, you know, part of my coaching um, business or part of my ministry. And so that is why I love what I do. Mm, I love it. We can end now. Thank <laughs> you, Regina. <laughs> that was good. So, um, oh, wow. There's so many things I want to dig into, but the first thing that's coming up for me is this topic of balance because as you mentioned yeah you are and I think um uh well yeah as long as I've known you you've been doing multiple things because mm -hmm. you um you had a church with your your husband mm -hmm. and you had a church right so you were preaching mm -hmm. as well with him and mm -hmm. then but you were always working full-time too and even mm -hmm. now you have your coaching business mm -hmm. and you're also the c o c cpo chief people officer cpo i was <laughs> i wanted to say oh oh so bad and i was like that's not the right letters i know <laughs> CPO at the Khan Academy. So like, mm -hmm. how does balance, like what, what was your journey with balance? And yeah. um, what does it look like now? It's still a journey. Mm -hmm. And so, because I, I consider myself to be like a gap filler, like anywhere mm -hmm. I see a gap, I just want to step in and fill the gap. And I just realized that I can't do that, you know? And so mm -hmm. I'm learning how to set boundaries Mm -hmm. And what do, what do I say no to? Because there is a there's a coach, Michael Bungay Stanier, uh, in his book, The Coaching Habit, asked this strategic question. If you say yes to this, what are you saying no to? Yeah. And you got to be intentional about that, because, you know, whether you're intentional or not, you're saying no to something. If you're saying no to your sleep, you're saying no to your self-care, you're saying no. You know. So I'm intentional about that. 
Um, I actually um, had an engagement with an um, executive, executive coach about a year ago who says, Regina, be ruthless with your boundaries. Because my boundaries were there, but I would let things kind of, you know, creep in and tip my boundaries over. She's like, you got to be ruthless about your boundaries. And so I'm doing better uh, with that. One thing, Zainab, I learned from one of the leaders at Target. I worked for him in three different roles. But he said, it's, Regina, it's about work-life integration. Because the elusive mm. work-life balance, you'll never, you'll never be in balance. Because if you, if you feel like you're you're spending more time with your family, then you're shortchanging your job, or you know, you always feel like there's this tug of war. So he said work-life integration, and that's how you blend it all in, you know. And so, and especially in this world now, of you know, a lot of organizations are remote working. How do you make sure that you're you time box that you look at your time that you prioritize, you know, where you're spending time with one-on-ones versus time in deep thinking, time strategizing. Um, and so it's work-life integration to to fill the space with those big rocks. And you've, mm-hmm. you've heard me use the analogy, Zainab, you've got a finite container because it's finite. And so you've got to prioritize by putting the big rocks in first. Then you can put the pebbles in, then you put the sand in, then you put the water in. But if you put the water in first and the pebbles, there's not going to be any room for the big rocks. And so that mm-hmm. is part of my journey. Yeah. Um, getting okay with saying no and getting okay with it's a nice to have but it's not mm-hmm. a must have and I just have to like deprioritize it and I'll mm-hmm. tell you one other thing and this is what I, I share with a lot of my clients and my team it's like a juggling act so we're juggling these balls got all mm-hmm. these balls we're trying to keep up in the air uh, but you can't keep them all in the air and so the key for me is to prioritize and to identify what balls are those glass balls that if mm. they drop, they're going to break. Mm-hmm. Now, so I got to keep the glass balls up in the air. But if it's a rubber ball, if it's a wooden ball, if it's a plastic ball, okay, I can give myself some grace and say, oh, it can drop. And I'll pick it up when I can. Mm, that's Work-like integration. Yeah. Uh, so a lot of our listeners uh, uh, are women. And so, um, and this conversation is, intentionally centered to women, mm-hmm. women of color. And when you were sharing about the, um, all the beautiful analogies you use, but you know, the juggling, right. A lot mm-hmm. of times women feel guilty, right. Mm-hmm. Even when we know we have to say no, that's right. How did you, how did you process the guilt and, and how do you, how do you coach your, your clients through the guilt? Cause I'm sure that that's something yeah. they share with you. Mm-hmm. It's it's like, um, and that's a great question because we we as women we're nurturers, yeah. And so we often take care of others at the expense of taking care of ourselves. So mm-hmm. I like to use some analogies. You know, like if you're in a plane and they're doing the this the safety check, they say that if we you know lose cabin pressure, the oxygen mask we're going to fall down. And yeah. if you are sitting with a child, you start, still first need to put the oxygen mask on yourself first, and then mm-hmm. put it on the child. Self-care isn't selfish. You cannot pour from an empty cup. And so we've got to continue to make sure that we're filling ourselves up so that we can pour out, you know, in the areas that we're called to lead and and serve. So that's Mm -hmm. one of the things that I do to try to like, you know, um, kind of deal with the guilt trips. The other thing too, is I asked myself, what would I tell a client or a friend if they were feeling like they couldn't say yes to themselves? So now treat myself like that friend. Right. So Mm. Regina, say yes to yourself. Regina, be as kind to yourself 
and as compassionate to yourself as you would be to a friend. Because we don't do that. We give ourselves a hard time. We're our own worst critics. And so like if we learn how to um, talk, and, and I talk to myself, I'm like, okay, Regina, I, I call my name out. Regina, how are you feeling? Regina, what do you need to do? You know, and so I start having these conversations with myself so that I can um, try to be more gracious uh, to myself. Yeah, that conversation with self is so, it's, it's so huge. And I remember that was something that we worked on with me. Mm-hmm. And I feel like as I, I've gotten older and um, I turned 40 last year. And so I, um, I, I'm very grateful because I feel like the work that I put in to have a better mm-hmm. A relationship with myself but also be more aligned with my like intuition and just my body mm-hmm. and so um I still have my moments where I'm that voice comes up but I mm-hmm. I am so much better at countering it and saying uh okay so let's pause time out that's right that's time right. out you know yes. like at night I I really struggle the most with with that shoulda coulda wouldas like because mm-hmm. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm always thinking about the next thing. So I'm, at night, I'm like, I have all this list of stuff that I wish I could do. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and so I've been countering that by saying, but let's talk about what you did do. That's and right. Sometimes what I That's did right. do was just, just sat because my body was tired. And I've learned mm-hmm. that I literally cannot, I, you know, the number one thing I remember you taught me first thing was slow down the speed up. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. So the rest part, and I've seen it when I, when I rest, I'm able to, to speed up. Right. And so, and part of, and so that conversation I have with myself, I remind myself you're resting right now because what, when you do this, you will be able to be even more productive, you know, a day or two from now, you know? And so I'm very grateful for, uh, I can tell you that the unlearning of um, negative you know, narratives and the relearning mm-hmm. or the new learning of, of positive, you know, dialogue, mm-hmm. internal dialogue is very much possible. And I, I see it, it happening is. With me every day, you know? Yes. And I remember your word, uh, self-compassion, mm-hmm. your word for yes. the year, right? Yes, yes it, was. <laughs> it was. And grace is also a, a big word mm-hmm. that stays with me all the time. And sidebar, you mentioned the rocks. Mm-hmm. And I still have it. I have it on my wall. I can't show you, but I have <laughs> big rocks as a reminder. So I, right. I always go back to making sure that I, I focus on the, you know, the big rocks face. Yeah, exactly. So I, w- I want to um, kind of come off of you a little bit because you do mm-hmm. a lot of like your journey. And I want to talk about just the women that you help and how you mm-hmm. help them because you do a lot of transformational work and I, and I obviously I've benefited from it and I've seen you. And so I just wanted you to share just a little bit about your clients um, and the type of, and the type of support you provide, maybe some of the issues mm-hmm. that they, that um, they come to you with. And mm-hmm. It's so interesting. Um, most of the clients that are attracted to me are women, even mm-hmm. though I don't market, you know, specifically to women and they're women of color. Um, Mm -hmm. And so oftentimes they think that it is a um, business problem that they're trying to solve of like, you know, making more impact or what have you, and you're trying to figure out something with their career, but it always ends up going back to some, some limiting belief that is keeping them from being their best. 
And so many um, of the clients that I'm working with, it is, it is them trying to find their voice yeah. because they are in spaces where they feel marginalized, where they feel um, that they don't have a seat at the table, let alone having a voice. So it's like dealing with those limiting beliefs, rewriting. And, and I have a framework of identify that limiting belief. You examine it, you challenge it, and then you re- reframe it. So then, mm-hmm. then they can um, like, okay, I, I, I have every right to be here. Um, and then they can bring out their unique talents and gifts in the way that they show up and their flavor in such a way of um, just authenticity and have the impact. And so that is what I love uh, helping women do. And so it may start with a business issue, but it always ends up with like finding the the why on the inside and bringing out mm-hmm. the brilliant brilliance and oftentimes um it is you know through discovery there's through um explorations sometimes it's you know boundary work that we have to do uh there's a program that i uh, take a lot of my clients through uh, fortifying the foundation uh so there's you know foundations in terms of you know um building up their 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 selves in terms of um the, the systems and their relationships and uh, fortifying the foundations of their resources. And so there's like these pillars that we're trying to build because these women are brilliant, like yourself, Zainab. And there's so much that they have to offer, but it's kind of buried and it's stuck under you know, issues, baggage. Yeah. And so I'm like, okay, let's unearth that potential. Let's unearth that brilliance. Let's establish these, you know, um, these healthy boundaries and start fortifying uh, the right foundations so that you can build this great, whatever it is, the empire that God wants you to build, whether it's in your, your business or um, in your career, in your, your home or your ministry. There's so much you have to build, but if you build on a weak, sloppy foundation, it's going to keep falling apart. So that's the work that I do. Um, some women, uh, we do year-long engagements like yourself and myself because there are mm-hmm. things that we have to uncover. And then we start building like the action plan. There's a lot in my, my background too, Zainab, is in um, change management. So mm-hmm. I love to help people identify, kind of use the change equation so that we can do, really do transformational coaching. So what is, um, what are you dissatisfied with right now? What's the vision that you have for your future? Uh, what is the uh, first steps that you can take? And then all of that has to be greater than the resistance because there is always going to be resistance to change. And if you don't recognize that resistance, you're going to start a little bit, then you'll just get stuck. And I want to help, you know, keep the women going forward. So like, we're not going to stay stuck. Like you can sit here for a minute, but we got to keep going. Yeah. I'm writing down, recognize the resistance. Mm-hmm. That's beautiful. Yeah. Because again, I think people fall into a trap of feeling like, okay, once I, I, uh, address this issue it's going to go away and a lot of and it doesn't it's just that we learn how to better navigate it right we learn mm-hmm. how to better recognize the resistance you know That's right. another thing that i appreciated about you was <clears throat> your intentionality in um in keeping uh your faith uh, mm-hmm. and your spiritual practice a part of your your coaching business mm-hmm. and um I know for me, that's something that I, I don't know, I don't know if I could say I'm I'm afraid to do it, but Mm -hmm. I've also kind of been conditioned to like, stay away from it. And so it requires 
more intentionality to mm-hmm. to include it in the conversation. And so I just wanted right. to hear from you, like, what was, uh, what made you decide to do that? I, I there's obvious reasons, but I want to hear from you. <laughs> and also, I, like, I, I was afraid too. I yeah. was because, especially being in HR, you're taught in like the professional realm. You don't talk about politics or religion. You know, yeah. you keep your faith to yourself. And so I was, um, even when I started my my coaching business. I was trying to decide, do I create a separate website from my Abba Daughters of Destiny Women's Ministry? And I was mm-hmm. like, what do I do? And I kept it very separate. And I will tell you, there is a 100x convergence challenge that I participated in, maybe in, I don't know, I can't remember exactly how, how long ago it was, but it talked about the convergence of who are you? What is your story? And you've got to bring it all together because if you try to like code switch and, you know, put a lid on this in this space, but then put a, you know, and it just gets confusing and you're not able to step into your full authenticity because you're trying to suppress this in order to be what you think people like, okay, this is who I am. I am a black Christian woman, professional engineering background. You know, this is all that I am. And I can't, I'm not going to try to, you know, take and shove religion down someone's throat, but my spirituality is, uh, a key part of who I am. That's I'm a That's wo- I'm a woman of faith, you know. And so I try to you know operate in faith and not fear. But it was a fear that I actually had to overcome, Zainab. And it was this challenge from um, this this um, this coach, you know, this business coach about that convergence of all that you are, all of your story. You've got to bring all of that together because that is what people want. That is what people are going to be attracted to versus just a little part of you. So yeah. Yeah. Uh, I love how you framed it with authenticity. Um, what does it feel like for you to be your authentic self? What does that feel like? Yes, it is. There is a quote um, that I saw. Uh, it's speaking the truth, even if your voice shakes. Right. So it's, Ooh, it I, is. Write that down too. <laughs> yes. So speak the truth, even if your voice shakes. Uh, Mm -hmm. And because when you begin to suppress your voice, you can't be authentic because you're trying to, um, to fit in just to, you know, get fit in to, to, to get in or whatever, you know, just to get along. And it it is exhausting trying to people please. It is exhausting trying to uh, show up in a way that you think other people want you to show up and you're not showing up for yourself. So showing up for myself, that's what authenticity means. Um, Authenticity means just try, being my best and mm-hmm. recognizing that there's some days where I, I don't have it all together, you know, and mm. being okay with telling people, Hey, I'm having a hard day. Um, mm-hmm. you know, I'm, I'm today. I'm not okay. Yeah. Yeah. Does it feel rewarding to be able to, to, to speak that truth? Uh, and instead of, um, not <laughs> like, is there a, is there a literally emotional, like gratitude that you experience? It is, it is rewarding internally. It can still be, um, you can, I do it afraid. Yeah. You know, yeah. um, but, it, but it's something that has to be done. Yeah. Yeah. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. Uh, I, I wish I, well, I'm glad that this, we had the time that we have, but I, so many questions, so many questions, but I wanted to, um, I wanted to, uh, close out by talking about, um, or just getting your advice for someone who may be, um, at a crossroads in their career 
um, and maybe mm-hmm. experiencing those self-limiting thoughts, those, you know, that, you know, that insecurity, like, um, mm-hmm. what's your advice for that person listening? Yeah. Um, know your worth and refuse to settle for anything less. That's mm-hmm. important to know who you are know what it is that you want, know what success looks like for yourself. Um, be okay with taking a role that's outside of your comfort zone or outside of your traditional career path in order to gain some new experience. Um, and just know, um, just no limits, take the limits off, take the limits off. Yay. This is so good. This is so, so good. (laughs) So I want, uh, I want people to be able, and I'm going to share your information in the show notes, but, um, where can people find you? On the internet. <laughs> yes, yes. So uh, walkonpurpose.com, walkonpurpose.com. Uh, that's my uh, coaching uh, and consulting uh, website. LinkedIn is where um, I hang out the most. I do mm-hmm. um, go on to Facebook and Instagram uh, for some um, posts. I have a Walk On Purpose uh, page on Facebook. I have different ministry pages on Facebook as well. And then just Regina.L.Ross is my Instagram, just personal uh, Instagram. But I uh, just love supporting people and saying, if I just love you, you're just an amazing Aww. woman and um, you're, you're beautiful inside and out. And I just appreciate all that you're doing and how you're helping your clients. Um, I send you. people to you um, like, hey, you need, you need help. Go to, go to Zaynab, you know, so you're, Aww, you're just doing amazing you. things. And I appreciate you and I love you too. And I, I'm, I'm very grateful to God for, um, uh, putting you in, putting you in my life. I, 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 I understand the power of prayer and prayer of protection and Mm -hmm. something I learned from my mom, um, in terms of praying for protection is that Mm -hmm. it doesn't necessarily protect you from a bad situation happening, Mm -hmm. but it can protect you from, um, um, people who are not good entering your life. And so I that's feel right. like I've been, um, those prayers that were said for me that I've said has always allowed me to have people enter my life who were mm-hmm. always going to be good. And if not, I saw the signs immediately and I was able mm-hmm. to protect myself. And so I'm so grateful that, um, that, um, you know, God used you as a tool, as a vessel to mm-hmm. help me. So thank you. You're <laughs> thank welcome. you for doing and, my podcast. <laughs> and just one more thing. There's yeah. a, if someone who wants greater clarity about their, their purpose, their career, I really found this Ikigai tool. Ikigai is um, a Japanese term that means reason for being. It is mm-hmm. a, a free tool that's on my website. If you go there on the, um, the landing page, uh, you can download the tool, but it really helps people um, understand what the intersection is between uh, what they love doing, what the world needs, what they can be paid for and what you're good at. And so if you're struggling trying to figure out like, you know, career or what to do next, that guy really helps us solidify what is my reason for being so that you can align with those values and align with that reason of being. So um, check Beautiful. it out. Awesome. Thank you, Regina. You're welcome. <laughs>